0: send a gift of $25 or more, and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey,
1: welcome back in. This show is Mark Reinbold. got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up if you want to do it just by the telephone we can do that also and you can give the office a call 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also like i said earlier we do have with us from mount Carmel, illinois prophet tom decker
2: now, divine guidance, the last part that we're going to do, we're going to talk about dealing with darkness itself and what it's got to have. And it's the third player into the, in the mixture of all the ingredients needed to, to what? To properly comprehend guidance. God, man, and darkness. All right, And without, without being able to understand that that part is, is in there and a, great, and a great part that it plays, you're missing and will never be able to understand in the depths of this thing exactly what it is and how it is that God's bringing it. Because, you know, again, most of us have been taught in Pentecostal and Charismatic realms, that bless God, once you are saved and filled with the Rohkades, the Holy Ghost, that bless God, that you're you're invincible, that the devil can't come in. You know, a lot of the Pentecostals believe that once you're once you're saved, bless God, that you cannot have a demon. Your spirit man can't have a demon. Because that's the only, by the way, that's the only thing that's going to heaven, all right? Your flesh and your minds to, can still have demons, all right? Can still carry uh, uh, unclean spirits, if you want to get away from the word of demons, all right? Um, I've seen very few demonically, totally demonically uh, possessed people, uh, but uh, a lot of people have. Your flesh has a lot of things. In other words, uh, if you're if you're in, in the room today and you have a problem with something, um, uh, there could be uh, uh, smoking, eating disorders. Those those things can be things in your place of demonic power that need to be released from you, all right? And, of course, as I said last night, uh, that that's something you got to be real careful with. Uh, Deliverance is real, deliverance is dangerous, because I've seen so many people, bless God, through the years, say, oh my, I'm worse than I ever was. Well, yeah, you're going to be worse than you ever were if you don't understand how how you're being delivered and how to keep delivered, all right? So so anyway, or stay delivered. So anyway, and we might be able to get to talk a little bit about that later. Now. Satan, demons, and fallen angels are discussed. Uh, Bless God, we accepted the authority and integrity of God's Word. So again, uh, if you listen to my series I did on familiar spirits and if you haven't you need to pick that up and look, make sure you study that and, and when I say study it again I mean just that not just get into this thing and sit in the car and go down the road and listen to it. Uh, folks if that's what you've got in mind in getting into this now I know this is about the 13th time that I've mentioned this this weekend but if that's what you've got in mind with this thing don't waste your time or your money. This thing is going to have to be studied. This thing is going to have to be blessed God where you and I get down to the point where we're you're living it, and it will become, what's it going to become? It's going to become a lifestyle. And if you're not willing to do that, you're just kidding yourself. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. What you're going to find out's going to happen is your whole life is going to start ending up looking like a, a, a funny little piece of brown stuff floating around in water. Okay, because it is going to run over you like a Mack truck. You can't play with this stuff because this stuff is real. All right, this is real. There really is a God. There really is. There really is darkness. And bless God, when the Lord God said that the that the devil comes to steal, kill, the story, he means that. And and the more you try to get closer to God, okay, the more the devil's going to come and try to steal from you. Why? The devil cannot afford for you to be able to learn this stuff, now listen to me closely, so that you in the cities that you're from around America here can begin to have fellowships and teach this to other people. Do you realize what can happen over a 10-year period of time right here that you're sitting in this room that can happen? This thing is going to explode. This this movement is going to explode around this world. It's going to do it with me or without me, with you or without you. But you have to understand, this is life and it's death. It's blessings and it's cursing. And once you get into this thing, and that's the reason you know somebody asked me today about about the Indian people and the Indian culture and, and all the things how they you know they they don't eat the cows and how there's so many of them are starving and yet they got cattle running around. And, and, of course, they, you know, they don't kill the rats because that could be aunt, what's her name, or uncle, who, whosoever. And, and, and I said, let me tell you something about the Indian culture and the Indian people. When they convert over out of Hinduism into Christianity, those people don't just do that like we do here in America. Everything we do in America is on impulse. Everything is. We, we bless God. Oh, I feel my emotions. Oh, I should go down and get saved. Now, that, that happens. Hopefully, all of what should have happened should have been that the pull of the heart and the Lord God, bless God, doing what, drawing us to Him. But many people don't receive that. It's an emotion thing, and that, that's the reason it doesn't last very long for them anyway. But with the Indian culture, they know that if they're going to convert out of the religion of Hinduism, into Christianity, there is an absolute viable possibility that they're going to die very soon. Not just because they're going to get run over a car, because in India, many times in my crusades in India, I've had numbers of people come and say, well, I'm going to tell you something sad that happened. And you know what that sad thing was happening? Some young person in a family converted over from Hinduism to Christianity, got home that night, and they took him out in the street or her out in the street and poured kerosene or gasoline all over him and burned him up right there in front of everybody. Now, isn't it great that we live in a country where we don't have that happening? See, folks, we don't know what this is all about, and we think we do, but you don't. You don't have any idea the price that's being paid by our brothers and sisters around this world even this day, to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't know what it is to be persecuted. So listen closer to this prophet. You're going to know. If you think this is a persecution that you're receiving because you've got the, the local pastor, you've got the local, bless God, uh, band of, uh, we know it all, uh, board members at the church coming to see you to try to tell you that you're, you're, you know, that you're set, setting under a false prophet, you think that's a problem. You better get, you better get past that one because that's the beginning. Okay. That's not, that's not going to be the last of this thing. If you think the devil is going to lay down and roll over for us, you've got another thought coming. He's going to come at us like gangbusters. Why? He's got to stop this thing or he knows that he's got no chance at all. And you know what? I seem to always wonder why he's not smart enough to figure out he lost anyway. I've never been able to understand that. He's lost anyway. This thing's over. Game out. We win. I read the last page, and so did you, right? But he's got to keep this from spreading for as long as he can keep it from spreading. He'll never hold it back. Whether, again, you want to get in, I want to get in, they want to get in, that's one thing. But God, and get back out, see, but God's going to do it. That's the reason I keep saying you've got to pay real close attention to what's going on in your heart. And you've got to listen to what your heart's saying, and don't be listening again. It was, it, was the, it was the crowd, the majority, that hung him, Yeshua, upon the tree. Crowds, the uh, numbers of people saying, well, we're right because look at the numbers. Well, i got news for you. That's not got anything to do about who's right and who's wrong. Doesn't have anything to do with it. Look at the numbers that, that came up and voted for a president that stood on a, a platform of abortion and gay rights. Bill Clinton. Did that make that right in the eyes of God? Absolutely not. It helped put another nail in the coffin of America, okay? Now, we understand again, once you understand that there is witchcraft, uh, now, like guidance, it has, it has its own two forms, witchcraft does. A manifestation, it has ordinary manifestation and extraordinary manifestation, and we're not going to go through a lot of that. I've had the opportunity through the years to, uh, to watch God deliver people that that have been into witchcraft, um, it's real. Uh, bless God, uh, you know, in the in the third world in Africa and in uh, the the Amazon regions, especially in South America, the, the witch doctors rule, and the way they rule, they rule by a supernatural means. You mess with them or you cross them, you're going to die, and everybody knows that. That this isn't a secret. This is a this is an absolute fact. And the reason that, that, that a lot of times when I go into a new area in in, uh, in the third world like that, the people are reluctant to come because they're afraid that, bless God, that, that, that the witch doctor is going to do something. Now, I've had witch doctors come and try to put on all their little show right off the side of where I'm ministering, and they'll carry on, and they'll do this and do that. And and so through the years, uh, I have go into places where where no, nobody has ever gone to preach the gospel that ever lived to tell about it, except now there's one person that's lived to told about it, and it's me. I've had them come. I've had them, to, 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 through the interpreter, say to me, you will die, and you will die either before you leave this earth here or soon when you get home that you will never come back. And through the interpreter, I say, ask him if he knows what the day and the date is. And usually they know something about it. I said. Tell him to mark on whatever calendar he's got this day one year from now because this prophet will be standing right here in this place. And I said, you make sure to the interpreter, which is one of my ministry, I said, you be certain that I am here on that day next year because I will come. And at that time next year, I stand right there in that place. I'm not dead. They have done all the juju that they can do. They've done all the casting spells that they can cast. And, And bless God, what? and I still am alive. What does that say? It says to the people that the God that the white man, the prophet, serves is mightier than the God that he's got. You see, folks, in the third world, it's not a matter of talk. It's a matter of power. The reason that I've had success is because I can demonstrate the power of God. if you think you you can preach and teach people enough message when you go to the third world, the only thing you the only thing you preach is Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you why. That's the only thing that they can even start to comprehend. But that's what God's doing in the Spirit by the anointing there. That's the reason the harvest is so great over there. And and like I said, we got all these people here in America praying for a great revival. How many of you go into churches that they're And we're just, we're getting close. They used to, oh, we're getting so close, prophet, to a breakthrough of a great revival in America. And you know, this prophet has stood and prophesied nationally now that that, 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 there'll never be another great revival in America. We've seen all the revivals. What you're seeing here is going to be the closest thing to the, to the to a revival this nation that this nation's ever going to see. Again, this is it. This the movement that God is now raising up. As small and as minute and insignificant it is today, in five years from now, it's going to be taken. It's going to get taken such a hold that 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 that, that bless God. It's going to it's going to you know catch the eyes of a lot of people. Now, the the neat thing about a transition of God is that every time that there's been a transition, darkness comes in. And you know, darkness can use, the devil can use the best uh, Holy Ghost-filled Christian on the block at any given time. Do you know that? Sure can. So what do you think happens, that uh, that was going to happen with this movement? Because this movement isn't any different, now listen to me, than the Baptists, the Methodists, the Charismatics, the Pentecostals, the Catholics, no different. Every one of those movements started in the same way. And guess what? When every one of those movements started, do you know what happened? the same thing that's happening to you now. Some well-meaning person that believes that they know so much and knows the guidance. There again, the guidance mechanism we've been talking about this weekend doesn't come through them. It comes through God, okay? And so they can't know what the guidance is for your life. See, that's the reason I keep saying over and over again, you be very careful. See, this stuff about giving somebody, well, now I see you going to where... You want to be careful about that stuff. Let me tell you something. You don't have have the right to be telling people there to go here or there to go there or there to be this or there to be that. Why? Because you're not their guiding mechanism. Well, what about a word of knowledge? Yes, a word of knowledge is right. But what about a word of knowledge of walking back that somebody's about to commit suicide? Now, there's a word of knowledge. See, if if I was to walk back here today and somebody was about to... Uh, so depressed, they're about to take their own life, I walk back to give you a word of knowledge, and I'll tell you very, very quickly that God loves you. You don't need to do what you're about to do by taking your life. Now, what does that do? That is something direct. It's something here. It's something now. It's something that will, will, will bear fruit. But we've got so many people giving so many people directions. Does God do that? God does that from time to time, folks. But the problem is we have made a profession out of a word of knowledge. Okay, we have made a religion out of a word and all. And like I said, every full gospel minister has got to say God said or got to do something uh, every once in a while or the thing gets out of hand. So witchcraft has to be dealt with and understand it works. It, is, uh, it has always worked, now, and it will, it will always work. Now, uh, note something about witchcraft. Uh, you know, we started out back, uh, uh, gee, I don't know, with uh, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse and, and all that type of stuff that seemed so innocent, didn't it? Now, you turn on the TV on Saturday morning, and there's demonic stuff going on for children on, on the TV set. Our, our TV shows, even, even our, our news, has got stuff that, bless God, that, that, that has packed itself to the, to the dark side. Now, what does it happen? See, darkness, and you always want to understand, comes in very subtly into your life. Darkness never comes roaring in like a, like a, a freight train. That darkness will try something and if darkness can get away with it then they'll back off and they'll go "Hmm, I think we can make a make a mark here and then they'll come back and they'll come at you again and hmm, yeah you know I believe they'll, they'll buy them to now, biting into this can be anything. It can be anything that's sin. And so what, and so what the, 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 the film industry has done, we went from a point in time where everything seemed to be so innocent now to a place where everything seems to be so hideous. Now, whose fault is that again that that happened. The church? I heard an old Pentecostal preacher one time preach when I first got saved and filled the Holy Ghost, and he was a, a radical man. I don't know anybody that's ever radical, myself, of course, but a very radical person. And eh, he was, you know, Pentecostals, and I love it. I love Pentecostal preachers because, you know, they use the anda. You ever hear them? They don't breathe. It's anda. And they, I just love it. I tried to practice doing that out back in my house. I mean, and I can never get that down. Now, I just figured that was a, a, a spatial anointing that only happened to Pentecostal preachers, and, and I so I never got that one. And I always thought, boy, if I had that, I'd have it all, and it never, uh, that didn't matter. That. But he was preaching, and all of a sudden he stopped, and he said, and I'll tell you one thing. He said, I want every person in this room tonight to go home, unplug that boob tube, and throw it out the front door in the yard and leave it out there for the Christ to pick it up. I thought, well, that's a little radical. If you want to know something, he was right. The man had revelation knowledge because it cross-grained everything that we here in America back in that day and age. I mean, boy, TV was okay. And the very words he had said was, that very thing that seems to entertain you is going to be the very thing that's going to take a lot of them to hell. And he's right. And yet there it is. And it's, a, it's a you know, a people got all this stuff, and bless God, the, the kids are watching, and then they wonder why the kids, now, you, know, you know, they, they get to warning. why is it that these kids are getting into all this stuff they're getting into? They're learning it in the movies. They're learning how to do it all the television see we're a product of what we put ourselves into and when kids start watching people getting away with murder and by the way uh, don't we have the bad guys being the good guys anymore see when i was a kid it's been a while bless god that you could always tell when you went to the cowboy movie the good guys were dressed in white the bad guys were dressed in black i could have talked all day and not said that right now see, now, so, now, now that, now, now that's gonna be the next thing that's gonna to happen to us, alright? Well, he's a bad guy, he's blessed, he's dressed in black. Tell him it's sackcloth, alright, it'll be alright. But you see how things have changed. Today, things are so, we accept so many things. So many things that bless God that our grandfathers and our great grandfathers, bless God, would never have happened. They would never let it happen. So what's happened to it? Well, what's happened to us, folks, we have gotten away from the moral law of God. That's what's happened to us. We, bless God, we, you know, we're, we're, we're more interested in our children learning about who the superstars are in the movies and on, on the football fields, the baseball fields, than we are about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're more interested in that now. Well, we don't want our children to be, you know, to be, um, uh, stand out like a sore thumb. I'm not an advocate of the public school system. We have homeschooled our children. They will always have been homeschooled. And the reason they are is because the, that, the world came into the school system years and years ago. You know now I think it's kind of cute because I, now they're saying because of all this trouble, that uh, you know, they're saying, well, maybe, maybe we should use um, the Bible as a, you know, as a, 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 a curriculum. Uh, to, uh, to, to understand Christianity and I'm going well there's an idea you know and I'm sure that probably some sneaky Christians are involved in that and that's okay but do you think that they're going to let that happen I doubt it I doubt very strongly they're going to let that happen because why because darkness has got us right where we, they want us they got you know they, they got us the, uh, that darkness is uh, fulfilled when, when God told me uh, when, they, when the, that happened and prayer went out of school When God told me that blood would flow in the halls of our schools throughout this nation, that children would kill children. And that thing that happened right out there in Virginia Tech is children killing children. And it's not over. It's not over, folks. It's just it's a sign. It's a sign of the times. It's a sign that way back in that day and hour that God dropped it in this prophet's bucket and I prophesied it. And and that prophecy is coming to pass every time you turn around. There it is before us. What is it about? It's about the fact that we've let darkness come in and replace the things of God. You can, you, you can never, ever guard too closely to the way that, that, that darkness comes. Because as I said, darkness comes very subtle. Darkness will come and... And, and you see, do the, 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 you remember the, when you were a kid the first time you ever stole anything? Now please, don't anybody get righteous and say, well, I never did that. Do you remember how you felt inside... You knew everybody saw you. You know, oh, you went home and you were so nervous and, and you were so whatever and so whatever. Now listen, that's darkness coming. Why, why do you feel that way? You were being convicted in your spirit and by your, your spirit. you saying, oh, but if you keep forcing your spirit to accept something that's outside, outside the Word of God, do you know there's going to be a time when you'll quit? You'll just feel There'll be a time that you'll, bless God, that you'll take a gun and murder, and you'll do those kind of things, or you'll get into all kind of things that you shouldn't be getting into. Why? Because, bless God, there comes a time the Bible talks about uh, being turned over to reprobate mind. And listen to me closely. There are preachers in pulpits today throughout America that have been turned over to reprobate minds, and nobody knows it. They're believing a lie. They're living sin. And if you don't think so, whatever, what happened to that preacher out here in Colorado just a few months ago? Big Pentecostal congregation of, of I don't know how many thousand people, and they all heard God say this, they all heard God say that, and this guy's is a $3 bill. How does that happen? I'll tell you how that happened. Just what I've been telling this weekend. That guy should have been down there somewhere about a sergeant, and he decided somehow and somebody helped promote him that he'd be a general. And we found out that you know he's still down there a private. And that's what happened. And that's the reason I'm telling you, if you'll get it right the first time, you don't have to worry about the the powers of darkness coming in and steamrolling you. But you understand this darkness is looking for the opportunity to destroy you. And if you're and, and, and the dangerous things today are trying to get into ministry And come in the wrong way, and then the next thing that's going to happen to you is that those things that you should have taken care of down here, when you was the private, huh, the butt private, the sergeant, the lieutenant, the captain, and if you didn't get that taken care of down there, do you want to know something? You're a time bomb waiting to blow up. Because sooner or later, that sin that now has become the place where you don't even, aren't convicted about it any longer, It's going to come, and the powers of darkness are going to steam over you, run over you like a mack truck. And that's what happens, and that's what happens when these people, these things take place like what happened out there and happens in a lot of other places uh, in churches. Is because the, the ministry wasn't brought up properly. Ministry needs to be delivered, Okay. You're you're going to go through a place of deliverance. When I start teaching on deliverance, you're going to find out that there's no, You're you're going to find out you're going to get delivered from stuff you didn't even dream you need delivered of. Okay, but you're going to get delivered. Why? Because God wants what? He wants clean vessels. Now, and so so darkness can 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 come to you, and and again with familiar spirits, with thing we did with uh, prophets and prophecies. That blessed God can come to you and and believe and make you believe that 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 is in fact God speaking to you, and that's what we want to make sure that you don't misinterpret here. And I am certain that most of America has misinterpreted because somehow you know we get we get all this thing about I'm being led, folks. There are voices out here in the surrounding spirit world speaking all the time. There's the dark side, and there's the light side. If you can't separate those things, and again, I hope at this point uh, from this weekend that you agree with me that, bless God, they're both out there, and I think that you can now accept the fact that if Paul couldn't figure it out, and that woman followed him around many days, that we're in a heap of trouble with this thing. Even though I've given you some guidelines with, uh, with, uh, with absolutely uh, going to God and asking God for signs. These are important things to do. Let's go to, to 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15 this morning. You can never be too careful with this. And I, and I think too, one of the things that, 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 that I'm, it bothers me so much is when you start taking the position in other people's lives and the awesome responsibility to hear God speak to you to guide them, folks, that, that's big time serious. What if you're leading them wrong? See? Some of you are learning more this weekend than you probably ever learned about this particular area that we're ministering to. But the, you see, that's what is wrong. We, we, we let a bunch of knuckleheads try to teach you, and you, you learned some things, but you know what you learned? You learned the things for babies. I'm taking you to the depths of this thing. I'm going back 25 years of my ministry. Can you imagine, now can you understand now why in the 12 years that we ran the seven churches, nobody died, nobody was sick in the hospital, nobody was broke, nobody was depressed, nobody was without jobs. Can you understand why? Because they've become students of this thing. I demanded it of them just as I'm demanding it of you. You want to become a student? We'll, we'll, we, bless God, we'll, we will pass you on and we'll bring you up through the ranks you don't, don't you waste my time. Because, you know, it's, in time it's going to tell, and I'm going to tell you how it's going to tell. The emails are going to start coming, the phones going to start ringing, and they're going,
1: help, help, help.
2: We'll change your diaper and slap another pacifier in your mouth and try to get you on to the next conference, all right? But that's what's happened. We've seen it happen with people that have come here before uh, a year ago. They're not here today. The reason they're not here today is just exactly what I am teaching you now. If you don't become a student of this thing, it will beat you right over the head, and you'll end up being out there going, well, this doesn't work. Whoo! I was expecting to do what, raise the dead in six weeks? That's not what we're teaching you here. First Samuel 15, 20, and it says, And and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have, have brought Aga the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed... The Amalitites. But the people took of the spoiled sheep and oxen, to keep the sheep of things that should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord our God, Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. See again, it's it's through obedience. It is better to obey than to sacrifice and to hearken to the fatty land. For rebellion is what? As the sin of witchcraft stubbornness, iniquity, and adultery. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now, if he got rejected from being king because he rejected the, uh, the, the, the word of God, what do you think happens to you when you reject the word of God? You are like unto what? Witchcraft. Now, Now, folks, this is important to understand because, again, somehow the church world has convinced us that when you sin, now we have our advocate, truth, Yeshua, truth, that he will take that sin to the throne room and bless God, uh, you, you will be forgiven through his name, okay? And that's the truth. But what you weren't told in that is that, bless God, you still are going to pay a penalty for that sin. See, the, the penalty for the sin, you are forgiven. Being forgiven of that sin is for your spirit man. The penalty is for your flesh, man. You better get that down. Why? When the pain becomes great enough, you'll change. Okay. And and when you defile the things of God, now now, and it's easy to do this by by any means, because God wrote all of this out in a beautiful letter to us that's called the Torah, and and He wrote this to us by the prophets, by Moses himself, saying this is the things of Yahweh. You do this, and I'll bless you. You do that, you curse yourself. The earth is full of blessings and cursing. You have to choose between which you're going to have. See, the choice is there. Uh, the, it's not the. It says, "My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge." Knowledge is in the, that book in your lap. The problem is is being able to be taught in enough depth to uh, understand how can I walk free. Now, listen to me from the curses that I have either been in or, bless God, entertained or, blessed God, been taught. How can I walk free from those? Well, again, that word is deliverance. You can be delivered. You may still have to pay some sin, but any time that you walk outside the Word of God, you're, you're cursing yourself. Now, does God bless a curse? No. The word abomination, the same thing as a curse. When you become an abomination in the eyes of God, is He going to bless you with health, with finances? But bless God, blessings? No, He can't. He said, if you'll do this, I'll bless you with like this. If you don't do this, then you have cursed yourself. Blessings and cursings, life and death, you choose. I always said, you know, in all of His infinite wisdom, God goes ahead and says, choose life to both you and your seed. He even gives us, gives us the answer to it. Choose life. What is life? Life is every word that proceedeth. Now listen to me. Out of the mouth of God. That's what life is. Life isn't getting saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and bless God, going out here and praying, hearing some voice, run down the street, and all these blessings come down. How many Pentecostal, tongue-talking people do you know that are sick, that are broke, that are down, that are out, that's not successful? Most of them. And we've all been in the crowd. I got my hand up first, all right? We've all been there. So there's got to be something to this. Either one of two things, that book that's in your lap, called the Holy Scriptures, that is either a lie or something's wrong with what we've been taught, okay? It can't be both. If it works, then why is it not working for me? And that is the question that you and I must challenge the church with. Why is it that way? Do you realize when I get you to the point, and I will, when there will be none sick among us, do you realize when we get to that point, do you realize the tools that you'll then have to speak to the church? Is there any sick among you, Pastor? Well, of course. There's no sick amongst us. Why? Because we follow the rules. We just took what God said. See, that's the reason I keep saying people, get, every time you say the word bald, people go, Ugh, what is that? That's darkness. Now listen to what I just taught, that has come to the church through the years, to tell us that, oh, that's bondage. Well, that's funny, but that's bondage because the richest people, the healthiest people in this world are the Jews and they don't even have Jesus Christ. Folks, it's a joke. This thing, this thing went so far past that now we're, 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 we're in a place that we've been disillusioned for so many years that we're having to slap ourselves and go... And you say, well, I sat down and I explained this all to the pastor and, and some of the board members and, and oh, they, they, you know, they, they just said, the boy, that, that just couldn't be right. If it's so simple, why can't they see that? Come on. If they don't have the ears to hear. It's not given unto them. Why don't all, why don't all the communists become, uh, become a democracy? That's simple enough to look at. Look what we've got and look what they don't have. Why is it? That was the lot that fell to them. They were not chosen. See, that's one of the things I, I said uh, to the government. Quit trying to change the world to democracy. It won't work. Our democracy doesn't work. The problem is that, bless God, it is not given to them. They, Some of those nations are under curses. And bless God, it's not given to them to prosper. And they won't prosper. I know because there's a prophet prophet, passing through the the, the land and the earth and the people of those nations that God has had me stand in too many of their their nations and curse the land itself that it wouldn't produce. Now, what's that about? Because they have been cursed. See, that's hard for the church to get a hold of it. It's hard to understand that there's sons of light and sons of darkness. That not everybody's going to be saved. Oh, God wishes that all would repent and come to His salvation. But not everybody Not everybody is going to be saved. There's going to be some, bless God, that are going to be. And thank God that we're part of those. But I think by now you understand why we're in this room. You understand why we were saved. When God wrote from the ark, come out of the ark, and wrote His laws upon our hearts. That's what's drawing us. That's what's bringing us. That's what caused there to be a church. And now that's what's caused to be the great last transition on the face of this earth. So darkness plays a great part in all this. Darkness will try to, to persuade you to do all these things. Again, please note the, the, the safeguards that I've given to you, and, and let's see if we can't uh, uh, bring ourselves to a place of trying to help ourselves all we can. Now, uh, uh, we need to now, uh, let me go on. All of the demonic occult of reincarnation plus the new age is what? It's knowledge of the future and salvation without dependence on God. That, and that's what it is. Now let me say it again because you need, you need to get this down and take a note. All of the demonic, the occult, the things about reincarnation plus the new age movement is knowledge of the future. The future, right? And salvation without independence of God himself. Oh, it sounds good because, see, they're offering you everything, bless God, that it looks like the church is offering you with no strings attached, okay? Every source of knowing the future apart from God is forbidden to the child of God. Deuteronomy 18, let's look at that, Deuteronomy 18. It's for, you know, people, and of course the church taught the fact that, well, bless God, that nobody can speak to the dead, nobody can do this, and Samuel, was when he was, that was all a familiar spirit. No, it wasn't. It happens, okay? Now, if you found Deuteronomy 18, we'll start there in the, in the 10th verse. It says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or to use of use divination, or a observer of times, or an enchanter of a witch, a charmer, a consoler with familiar spirits, a wizard, or a necromancer. It's somebody that talks to the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Now, again, what is that abomination? It's a curse. They're an abomination. They're a curse because of these abominations of the Lord thy God to drive them out from before thee. And when you get into that ter- interpretation, it means you were taken outside the camp and you were stoned to death. Is what happened to you. Now, often you've heard me say, in those when I get into teaching the thing on false prophets and false prophecies, pretty simple. You just kind of, I get that point, and I tell everybody to say, Thank God for grace. I think we did that once here this weekend. To thank God for grace. What does that do to us today? Because of grace, and only because of grace, you're not immediately taken without the stand. Don't you think it, all this could be stopped very quickly if we were still down to that? Well, we did. You know, at one time in America, we got that, that witch hunt thing went on, you know, and they killed all kind of people. That Bless God, if, you, if somebody says, didn't like you and says, oh, I think they're a witch, they come burn you to stake. So we've been through all that, uh, but what happens is you every every time you touch into the dark side, you just take something away from the life that you would have lived in the length of that life on this earth. When you become a cursed vessel, you will die before your time. Whether that's next week, next month, or you die a year before your appointed time, that you will not make the appointment that God placed for you on this earth. Why? Because you chose you chose badly, and that's and that's exactly what that's about now. Guidance that's trying to give input to help you make a decision that is apart from that of God. That's what witchcraft is. Do you remember, do you remember uh, back when you, uh, not back, maybe even now, where you could take a, a needle and a, a piece of thread, a sewing thread, and put it in the end of an eraser with a number two pencil that's been sharpened, take that and hold it above a woman that's pregnant, and put it up over this arm, the left arm, and that and I forget which the directions they go, but that, that pencil uh, I'm sorry, they don't have to be pregnant, I'm sorry, but so it'll tell that woman how many children she's going to have. One way means a boy, the other way means a girl, and it'll stop and it does it again. Do you know that that works? Do you know that witchcraft is at its best? See, the folks, I'm going to tell you something. Witchcraft is real. See, I, yeah, people get, the church people, well, yeah, 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 Witchcraft is real. It really works. And it will really curse you if you touch it. Once people, once people get into it, it, it's it's difficult, even through deliverance from the state, to stay delivered from it. Why? Because it works. You can get in and work darkness a whole lot quicker than you can get into and work, work from the, the light side. And a lot of people that's been into witchcraft, they've been into very deep. And they, and they get delivered and become Christians, they have a problem because they want to work in the power, because they're, they're, they're power hungry. And of course, they think they can get in this thing and do it tomorrow, and they can't. Somebody want to tell me why they can't? They've got to join the army, right? See, they can't do it. And a lot of them just don't want to bless God receive the fact that that's the order that's done. I hope you've learned that this weekend. Have you? And some of you understand why we can't just all of a sudden for most of in general is we have to come through these things. And and how and somebody said, Well, how long does it take? However long it takes. Right? That's not that's not for me to say that's 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 for you to determine. Okay. Recognition of being in Christ takes us out of the old places, okay? And it places us into what? Into the new, the new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. We're now become what? New creatures. So now, now, now we're, we're, bless God, we're released, we're released from the dark side and being controlled into eternal death, and now we have come to the victory of the light, of eternal life, and boy, is that something! And now we get into a place that, bless God, to, to realize that when light and being being guided, bless God, by another set of rules, will take us to places that we don't want to go to be guided by the set of rules with which God is, will bring us to what? Will bring us to all those things of victory in which God has set aside for us through Christ Jesus. Now, temptation. Luke to Luke to Luke, Luke uh, the, the fourth chapter of Luke. These temptations, you look at these as as Christ himself went through. Now, this should tell us something very important. You're never going to get to a point where you won't be tempted. Okay? Here we have the Son of Almighty God himself, who never sinned, okay, though so he was tempted with sin. So turn with me to Luke 4, and, and and we're going to do the first verse here. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit, capital into the wilderness. Who led him into the wilderness? The Spirit did. He didn't just decide to go to the wilderness. This would not have happened if the Spirit had not led him there. When the Spirit leads you somewhere, it is for a reason. It isn't for your entertainment, okay? And that's important. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days they did eat nothing, or he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said to him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone, that it be made bread. Now, wasn't that a great time to come to Yeshua? He had fasted forty days with nothing to eat. For well, sure, that's where he's vulnerable. Now it's important for you to understand: you become vulnerable in lots of areas of your life. Everybody has the weak areas. What we want to try to do is to get you to understand: we have got to take those weak areas, and we've got to build those up because that's the area where Satan is coming to you, and you're being tempted. Because you don't, you don't yet understand. That instead of saying, "Oh my." Oh my! And we went through this. Remember the compassion out of your mouth. Now what happened? He said, "If you're the son of God, turn this stone to bread." What's he doing? Now, now, now. Well, I'll show you, devil. Now, that's what most of us. Are. I'll show you, blessed God. I'll just turn the stone to bread. No, no. What did the Lord say here? Read with me. He said, "It is written." When he was tempted, he blessed God. Didn't ask God to. He didn't send did. up. Now, Lord, send the Holy Ghost here. Lord, uh, lift me out of this problem. What did he do? He quoted the Word of God. And that's the reason I keep saying to you over and over again, you must become scriptural. You've got to understand that. You can't just start yelling, help and Holy Ghost, come and do this and remove this. Now, isn't that a slick way to get through this? Well, now, golly gee, I, 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 Lord, you know I'm having this problem with my finances. And, and Lord, you, you know, now you never stop to wonder why you're having the problem with finances, but listen to me closely. We have been told behind these pulpits that, bless God, that the devil just comes all the time and steals, kills, and destroys, and he does. But they never told you that there's a reason why, because you've not complied with the Word of God that you've got problems with your finances to start out with. They were never told that part. So what I want you to understand: stop pointing your finger at the devil or other people, and point your finger first at yourself. You have to look first at yourself. When things go wrong, you have to ask yourself, "What have I done? Where where, where have I come out from under the Word of God?" And take the situation that you have. Go to the Word of God. Get yourself a strong concordance. And bless God if you don't have one. And go to that, and then, bless God, look up to whatever that is, and begin to quote those scriptures. Stand upon those scriptures, and demand upon those scriptures that the devil turn loose. In this case, I talked about finances. It could be your health, it could be your children, it could be anything. But you must first find the root of the problem. In deliverance, when people have more than one spirit that needs to be removed from their flesh or their mind, Bless God, a true deliverance preacher will be able to see. Now, let me tell some of you folks something that's all intrigued about casting out devils. If you can't see in the Spirit, you leave it alone, okay? And I'm going to tell the story because I see the audible voice of God speaking in there. Tell the story. So some of you out here need to hear this story bad. A young man one time came into the ministry and and told me that God had sent him there and he was to be there and to, you know, to help and. And, and 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 to grow up under the under the ministry and I said, well that's great and and he said, well where do I start and I said, well or well, when do I start I said oh you start right now today and he said really I said, yeah there's a bucket of paint in the basement and there's a paintbrush I said the back wall needs to be scraped and painted he said that's not what I had in mind and I said so you just started as a buck private in my army I'm the general you're the buck private well he didn't like that very well and and now he told me God sent him there, okay? He had heard from God. About six months, he comes and knocks on the office door, and he says to me, he says, God's told me to go out and start my own ministry now. I said, well, so says you. I said, uh, and so we had a conversation, and he went out. About another six months or so went by, and one of the elders came, came to me before service, and he said, uh, did you hear what happened to Brother such and such? And I said, no. He said, well, you know, he opened up him a church. And I said, well, he said he was going to yeah, he did, and, and said uh, somebody in his congregation's husband uh, had a demon, and, and, and so he told her that he'd come to the house. So he went over to the house, and, and, and uh, he went in and prayed for the guy to be delivered. And 10 minutes after he left, the guy that he thought he cast the demon out of took a 12-gauge shotgun, loaded it up, went over to the next-door neighbor's house, and blew the guy's head completely off of his shoulder. Now, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. The guy stirred the stinking demon up, and the demon come unglued and 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 went next door and murdered the next door neighbor. Leave it alone. If you can't see, because see, with, with deliverance, you've got to find the, the, you've got to find the strong man. If there's more than one spirit involved, then there there is a leader of the pack. Okay, and you, you because I'm gonna tell you something. They'll send other spirits out. So I'm getting into something here. I was not get into but I'm there. They'll send the other spirits out, and they'll say, play still. They'll think we're dead. They'll think we're gone. Play still. And yet that demon stays. That demon will invite the rest of them in. The condition of that guy will be worse off than when they started. Leave deliverance alone if you can't see into the world. That's not their ministry. I go, well, I'm called into deliverance ministry. Well, we'll see what else is new. Come up through the ranks then, all right? You know, some of you people. All you're going to do now is say you got to come up through the ranks, and I, I'm glad because we've pounded on that real hard this weekend. Now, when it gets to this point, that all he did was quote the word of God, and the devil taketh him unto a high mountain. The fifth verse showed unto him all the all the kingdoms, not just one of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is that uh, for. That is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. You do know that he—he he is the God of this earth. He was given this earth. God said, "You want to be a God over something? You be a God over that." All right. So that's what he's doing. Yeah. If therefore thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan! For it is written. Again, it is written. And that's what I want you to grab on to. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, you have to realize that everything that God gives us is, is a learning tool. And this is a very, very important learning tool. When trouble comes to your life, most of us decide it's come to prayer. <laughs> Donald come to me and she said, there's something be going on with us, and she said, "Do you think it's come to prayer yet?" And I said, "I don't know. I'll let you. i you know in five minutes." But you got to. When you you go to prayer and don't go to prayer thinking that all you got to do is accuse the devil and bless God again, that you're going to be delivered in the name of Jesus. You need to understand where the root of it's at. Go to the root. Quote the Word of God. Stand on it and demand upon it. How do you demand upon him? Well, I have quoted your Word, Lord. Because I've repented and qu- quoted your word, now I'm in right standing with you, and I demand right now, in the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, for this to be turned loose, for this to change. You watch things. Uh the, the thing with structured prayers, I said we're going uh, to, unless God just put the woes to me here, because sometimes it will be dictated to me as to the way you receive what we're doing here, all right? Uh, as to where we move on to the next quarterly. Uh, but uh, I do want to say something because a, a number of you are picking up the prayer books in the back. Uh, uh, those prayer books, uh, you know, they're, they're conservative uh, prayer books. Uh, the Orthodox, uh, uh, it gets uh, too much to the Talmud. Uh, those, are, those are pretty decent. I, mean, I use mine all the time. Donna uses hers all the time. Uh, but understand something. If you were to start praying those morning prayers, you'd be there about two hours. You just go start through those and read those. See, when they pray, they pray Scripture. See, when Christians pray, we pray. I need this. I need that. If I get this, I'll be happy as Jack.
0: <laughs>
2: that's as far as it goes, folks. I've got a little footwork. I do some. Some when things you know, no, when things go bad. I you know, you just got to get to something. So you, but that's what we do. Now, are either one of us successful? you want to know the truth? Because of the power of the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish, the name of Yeshua, we are more successful than they are, but they're doing it more right than we are in the way that they're praying. You say, well, what makes the difference? When well, you'll take Scripture and start praying Scripture and bless God then into what you do on this side and bring those two together, your prayer life will explode. But don't get wrapped up thinking that, i got to read all this out of the day and go through all. You know what it will become? Legalistic. And it won't work. Okay? Some of you are going to have to learn that lesson, but I assume you will. Okay? Now, so we understand again in the 12th verse, he said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So, so you know, again and again and again and again. Now, I want you to see the 4th the tenth verse. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. Now, the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit. Look down in 18th verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Him. This is Him. Because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now, I want to stop there at, at, at the I went to 4. I want you to understand that, that He well, He said, because He hath anointed me. Did you notice He didn't say, I had a dream. I had a vision. I had a visitation. He anointed me. The call of the ministry isn't a dream. It isn't, a, 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 bless God, anything different than the Lord God anointing you. You know where that he was anointed. He was anointed in the foundations of the world. All right, and see, and that's the reason why we've got such a mess in the church world today. People are calling themselves. See, you, you, you know who? Well, well, brother, I went to the first church of the. You know, the righteous that I'm always talking about. And bless God, I, you know, I've got my paper here that makes you what? A babbling idiot? What does that make you? That doesn't make you anything, folks. That makes you that you went set somewhere, you, you went through some course, and when you did it to their satisfaction, they gave you a piece of paper. All right? But he has anointed me. Now look what we're anointed to do as ministers. He said to do what? To preach the gospel. The poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering the sight of the blind, to set the delivery of them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're now preaching to you the acceptable year of the Lord. This is a time of visitation. Visitation, I'm, I'm going to do uh, uh, something on that shortly because the, the, the world needs to understand, you and him in the United States need to understand that there's different points and times when God visits. Now, His omnipresence is always here with us, all right? Our access to Him uh, through His Son into the throne room is always a given. It's given to us now. But when He truly comes, listen closely to me, and brings a visitation to this earth, there is always a major, major thing that He's getting ready to do. He's brought now this visitation and this that, that visitation that has now been brought has got you sitting right here today. See, you are the first. You are the first of the endgiving. You know when you ever go out to an apple tree uh, if you own one, and there's always those apples that seem they get ripe first. You know, that, but that one's still green. You're the first of the ripe apple. There's a the whole tree there that's still going to be harvested. You must remember that. You must you, uh, you know instead of getting yourself into one of these things and wondering if you're going to be accepted by your Church, no, you're not going to be accepted by the church. I keep saying over and over, leave the whore and get away from it. If you walk away from it, knock the dust off the heels of your feet and go, get into this thing and go on with it. You're not going to pull them into this thing if you live to be Methuselah's age. If they don't have the ears to hear, they're not going to hear. If they want to see, you let them, you give them material, you tell them, well, call me later. Why? Because I'm busy going on. I'm packing myself up spiritually. I'm getting my spiritual uh, and shoes on because I'm about to run home to my home in Israel. Amen? I'm about to go home. And that's what we're getting ready to do. What they do, I can tell you what they're going to do. And you better thank God that you do have ears to hear. They're going to stay here, and this United States of America is going to be annihilated. Listen to me, the prophet. There's not going to be anything here. But God's going to take us home. Why? He, We have the promise.
1: Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Decker Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: Dono la asher malach Be teren po Yesir nivra et nasa Be